G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam, thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK Neighbours that anyone could ask for. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning podcast that is sometimes about neighbours. And this week, it's about flashback week. The biggest, potentially the biggest week in neighbours history. Uh, And to talk about it today, I am your host of Sarts, JK. And we have Adam with us. All right. And we have Ben F. Hello. And we have Ben B. Hey, up. And you... Do you, want, do you want to try and do this? Should we try and do all this together? And you yeah, are the neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> it never works. Never works. I think that's the closest we might have got it, to be fair. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> the two of them together have ever got it right perfect before either. <laughs> it normally takes us about 20 takes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll blame satellite delay on that today. Thank you. <laughs> So, yes, we've been watching Flashback Week on Amazon Freebie. Uh, ben F, is, how do you watch Neighbours in Canada? It's on Prime. It's on Prime, okay. No ads. But you have to pay. Is, it, is, it worth, is Prime worth it in Canada? Yeah, yeah. well, it's worth it for Neighbours. <laughs> worth it for Neighbours. <laughs> I'm just grateful I have a way to watch it and I don't have to use dodgy VPNs or Daily Motion or whatever. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, we've we've had the days of watching of using Daily Motion. I miss those Daily Motion days. Could I just say as well, though, right? I don't think you gave them a big enough intro, really, these guys. Because the neighbours, oh. when we started doing this, you've been doing it a lot longer than us. We were like, who are these guys? When we first started, we you're almost like our inspiration for doing this. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say you're like neighbours fan royalty. <laughs> like you are the people, oh, yeah. you are go-to people. Like if anyone wants to. Know something yeah. about Neighbours. When it was getting cancelled and everything, who were they ringing up? You two. Yeah. No one rang us. No one cared. We were nobodies. You are somebodies. I yeah. Funny because we were on some kind of watch list. Like neighbourdo.com. <laughs> top of the list. One, two, idiots. They'll make tits of themselves live on air. <laughs> again and again. <laughs> yeah, Scott Mills had his eye on you two straight away. <laughs> Too old, surely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you like you are a big deal. Like I know you're being all like modest and that, but like you're the you're the go-to ones. Like there's quite a few of these podcasts out there now. Some of them are good, some of them are shit. And yours <laughs> was like the first one. Yours was like the one that made everyone go, if they can do it, maybe we can. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have met. We met at um the, for the first time at the we went to um a neighbor's pod. Um live record um, they did a live podcast in um london so um we were like that's where we first met there so if it wasn't for them there'd be no neighbor na- no near bends whatsoever so so it's their fault yeah <laughs> okay now <laughs> oh fuck adam we're sucking up to the wrong people yeah I- i've always liked neighbors <laughs> it's not what i've heard <laughs> like the way you two guys 
kind of look back at neighbors and make fun of it, but in a, such a loving way was was a big inspiration for us. So thank you so much for for being a part of this. This is you do a love letter to neighbors, and we're kind of doing a love letter to you two right now. So all right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> What are you after? What's the... <laughs> I'm sus now. <laughs> so we've got you on to talk about the Hancocks this week. Because I know they're your favourite family. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie Hancock, my favourite. Mine was the useless little kid, to be honest. That one was my favourite. Which one? The youngest, the little girl, the useless yeah, one. Was... I can't remember her name. Useless? Oh, She's walked to match, man. Come on. Yes. Got oh shit! Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, fine. It was that a little laugh. It was useless. He could break dance, Ben. But it's hardly we can, none of us can remember his name, so that's hardly any good, is it? No, <laughs> not so clear. And we laugh, but the uh, interview we did with uh, Matt Hancock uh, is our biggest ever episode. We got well, a ridiculous... You mean like the actor playing Matt Hancock and not the Matt Hancock? No, uh, no, he's not welcome. <laughs> Would you, do you think that's what was missing from Flashback Week? Would you have appreciated a flashback a little bit further to the Hancocks? We were going to ask you where where you would have liked to flashback to. So we flashback two years. A lot can happen in two years. What would you like to have flashback to? Have you got a preference? If you pick one time, what would you do? I, I would flashback to the day of Cheryl Stark's death. Maybe we could retcon that moment and she didn't. Maybe she's in witness protection. And she went on to have a son called Eden or something. And then she's somehow dragged into the, the mess that is Flashback Week. Oh, I like okay. that. I like that. Because yeah. Carl did just kind of give up trying to save her life there a little bit, to be honest. And then we just went, nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was a bit annoying, wasn't she? She was probably like, well. <laughs> well, she had the straight hair then, hadn't she? She'd lost the bouffant and she'd gone straight and he was, you know. No, he's he couldn't be star. having that. He wanted he wanted Susan to be queen beyond that street, so he couldn't be having that. Oh my god, <laughs> that's it! Bumped off. <laughs> ben, Pete, what are you picking? What he is a serial killer. He's just been. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a Harold Shipman esque doctor. You've never done that. I've, that I could see it going that way. <laughs> that would be a great um, retcon. Ben, B, what about you? Where would you flash back to? I'd go back to the days of Martin Acker and Paul and Scott and find out what the shag really went on there because my money's <laughs> on, still on, David and Leo being Scott Robinson's. Yeah, speaking of retcons. I know. And that's why Scott yeah. came back. Jason Donovan came back in the finale to like meet his long-lost lads. <laughs> that makes more sense than what they have done. With yes, it really does. Yeah, so, I'm just going to come back and stand on a veranda and sing to you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, that'd be my that'd be my retcon. I like that one. I like that. That's pretty good. So we we talk about neighbours sometimes on this. Do you want do you want to lead us off on a merry dance down flashback week? Then Jay, do you want to do that? Yes. Uh, before we do though, I just want to. I want one word. I'm going to start it off, and then I'm going to go around the group. I want one word to try and sum up Flashback Week. I'm going to say the one word for me to sum up Flashback Week this week is lost, which is a bit of a double entendre for me because I do feel a little bit lost, not quite understanding what happened. Like, I don't think we got all the answers from Flashback Week and I'm not quite sure what's going to happen next. But of course, the TV show Lost 
had lots of flashbacks in it. So, okay. Either Ben, whichever one you feel is comfortable going first. Well, for me, to think of one word, I think we need to go back four days <laughs> to the beginning. When it one was word, a... Ben. One word. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, frustrating. Good word. Yeah. Ben B, pressure's on you now. Frantic. And that just leaves Adam. What's your one word? One word. For the whole of Flashback Week? The whole of Flashback Week. Dog shit. <laughs> Isn't that two? <laughs> hyphens count? I don't know. <laughs> Having watched the episodes, I was like, oh, no. They're going to, you guys are going to love these. And I'm going to say, I didn't like them. And we're going to get, it's it's not going to go well. But now you've said frustrating. You've said frantic. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we are a little bit closer than maybe I thought, which is is nice. Um, we're just one thing, though, yeah, we need that, that happy medium. There's one thing, though, that we cannot agree with you on at this moment in time. We just can't. We've, we've chatted, me and Jay, about a lot about this. And we've thought, like, how can we get on the same page as the neighbors? Jay, do you want to tell them what this is? Yeah. You two are obviously massive, massive Mel fans. You love her. She is your is Mel. Mel. She oh, is Mel. your Mel. But we don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> we don't get it with this character at all. We I know. Don't. Look, you can't see it. You might post the videos, but they are shocked and appalled at this. <laughs> What's you... the deal? Why? Why? What? What? Why? What? Why? Why? <laughs> Did you guys watch Mel in the 80s? Were you even old enough to watch Mel at that point? I remember the stuff with her and Joe. Right. And marrying Joe Mangle, but... She had a laugh. That was it. Can you give us a quick background or a, qu a quick reason to help us fall in love with Mel the same way you two have? I mean, I think you've got to go back and live the the 80s magic of when she was in it originally, because she was a breath of fresh air. And I'm getting a flashback Melanie style here. He's going, he's going back. 25 years. Let me tell you. Let me take you back to 19... <laughs> what can happen in the last 25 years? <laughs> Thanks, Susan. But... No, but it's a bit like... I, I think I get it why people are... Some people may... You know, she she's quite a divisive character because she's so loud, a bit dippy, and she sees the world in a really simplistic way. And I think she represents to me that magic of that 80s neighbours that... Is a bit more. It's a bit more elaborate. It's a bit more big and bolder, whereas sometimes the characters now are a little bit more kind of serious soap, you know, trope. Act, you know, it's kind of moved away from that. So to have just that nod and link to the past, I think really works. And I think she does bring just a bit of bounce and flounce to the street. Bounce and right. flounce, like well, it. Well, we might need a T-shirt that says "bounce and flounce" on it now. <laughs> I've been called that before. <laughs> so, what we all, is that what the Ben B and Ben F really stands for? <laughs> well, well, you said it. <laughs> that would be if you were superheroes. Like it would be bounce and flounce, and you could go off and like I don't know, make people a bit more like Mel. Everyone's a bit miserable and gloomy. You just make them a bit more fabulous or something. Yeah, bounce and flounce more, Mel. <laughs> Were you excited I, then? I, I feel well, like well, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission <laughs> to get you to love her. <laughs> oh, that's what we were going to ask him as well. So I said on one of our episodes that I thought you two would make a good Linwell brothers. 
We still pay so, so spin-off from that would be Bounce and Flounce, obviously. We were going to ask, so <laughs> can you think of any characters maybe we could play in the show that is Neighbours? Do you, can you see us doing anything on there? What You can say whatever you want. We will not get offended. Ooh. Be nice, though. JK, I think, could have been Hunger. Yeah. Remember Kyle's best mate, Hunger, who has never appeared. Never appeared. <laughs> he never comes to the wedding because he's either like too pissed or he's, he's, you know, he's fell off the youth or he's banged up or something. <laughs> I like that. Maybe um, Adam could be a recast Madame Zolga. <laughs> right, so I don't know. Is this to do with Mel as well? Is Mel to do with Madame Zolga? Is this a thing? Is this a, What is this about? Because I've missed this. Madame Zolga was a psychic always referred to by Melanie, but never seen. But the entire time she was there in the 80s and the 90s, she was Mel's kind of go-to guru. If she needed something, a decision to be made, she went to Madame Zolga, and we never saw her. She was one of those characters always referred to. But then, post-Melanie, Madame Zolga turned up in person to see Cheryl and Annalise. She must be about 120 years old by now. <laughs> well, she could have done with her this past week, to be fair. <laughs> you know. Well, she doesn't need it. She's got you. Forget Madam Zolga. You've got Adam Zolga. <laughs> oh. so, so with Mel then, like, obviously the, the return of Neighbours is back. Brilliant, brilliant. New chapter. She wasn't there. What were your thoughts then? Were you like, I can't believe they've done this to our Mel? What did you know that she was going to be back? Did you have insider info? What was the deal? She, we interviewed Lucinda and she told mm. us she was back permanently as a cast member. She'd be in the opening titles. So we were a bit confused when she popped up in the first episode, disappeared. Was she lying to us? We didn't know, but um, I mean, we were pissed off. Let's not lie <laughs> around the bus then. Come on now, we were absolutely. You know, we were fumigating. Oh. Were you fuming? Drop that pig thing in the bin. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was an act of war, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you, for a second, <laughs> did you think she had lied to you? And were you, like, saying, I hate you now, Mel. You are not our Mel anymore. We hate you. You wouldn't make a rash decision and just get rid of somebody straight away, would you? Like, for example, if you've been kicked out of a podcast group or anything um, on, on Facebook, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't just throw the ties out. You'd, you'd be quite mature about it, wouldn't you, I imagine? Maybe talk to the person and just make sure there wasn't any cross wires, things like that. Ooh. Well, then you heard like she was coming back. She was back. We saw the spoilers. She was coming back on everything. What were your thoughts then? Oh, over the moon. Over the moon. And. And Lucinda promised us plenty of drama for Mel, so mm. we knew she was going to be in the thing. She wasn't lying there, was she? No, no, she was not lying there at all. Front and centre in the drama. She needed to come back to kind of, because Tony and Therese were dragging her name through the mud. For weeks they've been slagging off Melanie, and I, I can't, I'm still not happy with Tony yeah. and Therese. But, she, um, she wasn't there to defend herself, was she? No. Sorry, Ben, what are your thoughts very quickly? It doesn't sound like you were buying the Toadie and Therese union. I mean, I love Therese, but I'm not down with this. Therese and tracky dackies. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like, Yeah. White D no. of um, that Channel 4 programme and Toadie rubbing her trotters while she sat there eating a crush nut. What is that about? <laughs> Why do they keep getting her feet out? It's so strange. We, we've we said many a time, we think the director's got one of those Quentin Tarantino foot fetishes. Oh. 
I mean, I know Neighbours is now on the internet, but let's not go too far with that. <laughs> Jesus. So, should we get to some yeah. flashbacks then? Should we do a bit of that? Because we sometimes talk about Neighbours on this programme. <laughs> so, you will, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So, we're going to kind of go present day flashback, present day flashback, present day flashback. That's kind of how it's going to go. Uh, we're going to go straight to present day to start off with. And we had all the the stuff with Mel last week showing up. And she's like, yeah, I need to tell you about the last two years to give you the full story. And I love how Susan just fucking runs through the door at this point. It goes, right, I need to be involved with this. I'm Susan Kennedy. You cannot do a flashback work without me. She's got no bearing on any of the stories, which says I'm being a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> my, my husband is currently on a tour of the UK. She just rocks up. Just rocks up. I was at a wedding last weekend. And there was this little kid, maybe five, six, who insisted in being in every single photo they took of their whole wedding. <laughs> so they're trying to get like these professional photographers trying to get a picture of like the bride and groom and then the, you know, with the bride's family, the groom's family, et cetera, et cetera. And this little kid's like, no, I'm being fucking every photo of this. <laughs> and that's exactly what Susan was like. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. To be fair, I'm surprised Wendy didn't keep popping in and out with like, oh, I'm just, I'm just dropping a casserole off or I'm just taking your bins out. It was one cameo an episode, just her peering in the window. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. If you just see her through the window, fucking peering in, knocking the door, go, what's going on? I might watch them all back again just to see if they're... Are you There might be some Easter eggs there. She might be just, she might be just peering through at some point. <laughs> There you go. So, yeah, Susan wants to be involved in this, so she is. So she sits her ass down, gets a brew, and says, right, come on, Mel, tell us what's fucking happened. Uh, so we do flash back to the day before Mel and Tony's wedding, and Krista Sinclair shows up, and she wants some money. She wants cash. And Mel's like, no, fuck off, I'm not giving you any cash. And then she yeah. shows up the next day outside her house, and she's like, oh, for fuck's sake, all right, I'll give you some cash. <laughs> Turns out... <laughs> Ben F is he's killing himself at my summarization. Ben F, we F a lot on this yeah. podcast. Feel free to jump in. It's fine. You can to the C words. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's not verbatim what I'm saying here. I'm just summarizing it. It's more it's the gist. It's pretty pretty much. It's like the that. gist, yeah. yeah. We read in between the lines. He could have been as concise. That would have <laughs> we would have got it done in one in an episode, not four. <laughs> uh, so it, turn, it it transpires that Mel was her housekeeper in the UK. I think I've read this right. I'm seeing nods around the room, so I'm happy with this. Mel helped her with a drug deal, but then got caught with all the merchandise. Yeah. Such <laughs> bullshit straight off the gate. Straight away, we're in episode one, we're five minutes in, and they've gone, Mel, that really bouncy, flouncy person... Drug dealer. Someone in the writer's room probably just shouted it as a joke, went, make, make Mel a drug dealer, and someone else went, really? And he went, yeah. Those dickheads <laughs> will watch anything now it's back. <laughs> Why do you think she's so happy all the time? Shuffle <laughs> fucking tits. <laughs> yeah, they really, we joke, but they did gloss over this quite quite a lot. Like They were just like, oh yeah, I got stuck with the drugs and I'm now a fugitive. Yeah. And they went, yeah, yeah, but don't worry about that. Yeah, but like, how, what was... Krista buying for Mel to have yeah. to go on the run. Like, was she buying, yeah. like, like, I don't know, like seven tons of cocaine or something? Like, what, <laughs> how yeah. much? What was she buying? 
Yeah, and why was she there to help her? Was she helping to transport it? Like, what, smuggling it in a piggy money box? Oh, <laughs> maybe that's how, like, yes, that's so good. That's how they got it over the border. Lots of little piggy banks. You smash them open, there's just loads of coke in there. Yes. That's what she's got so many. It's all full of drugs. Hiding in plain sight the whole time. Right back in. Why did you think oh, she had that balloon pop? She thought it was filled with cork. <laughs> 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 I know she had three balloons up herself. She thought, oh, oh come on. Oh, no. <laughs> That's their Mel. You can't say that. Yeah, Lucinda, if you listen to this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I feel really worried for her because now she's banged up. If they find out that she's, um, you know, on the drugs... I've watched Wentworth and Bad Girls and Prison Cell Block H and I've seen what they do with a tub of flora. <laughs> Bot on. Mm-hmm. I'd be all right for a male spin-off in prison sort of <laughs> show. Yeah, I wondered where you were going with that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need Andrea, one of Toadie's ex-loves. We need um, Nanny Alice. All, Darcy. All the, da- yeah, it's a mixed prison. Yeah, bring them all back. All in prison <laughs> together. <That'd be> amazing. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe they could call it prisoner. <laughs> my issue with this, though, right, so I, this isn't my joke. This was something I read off the, the socials. It might have even been the Nabens. I don't know. Um, but they said, like, they were, so they were saying Mel was a fugitive, but then she's got this cocktail smoothie van with a giant eight-foot picture of herself on the side, and she's just going around asking if anyone wants a fucking mojito. It makes no sense. What are you doing? I can't I can't be seen anywhere. Would you like a cranberry smoothie, though? What was in those mojitos, or Meth. They were methitos. Actually, yeah, now I think about off. it, that van was probably used for a couple of cooks as well. Go ahead, break. <laughs> Breaking Bad style in the desert. Also, oh, where's Krista from? So she was Australian, like she's clearly Australian, but she's from America and she's lived in England, but she is Australian. Yeah. What's the deal? Well, I don't know. Ask Ben Fenlon because he's got a bloody Australian twang. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I picked up a twang after a year in Australia. So, you, you know, it happens. You know, it does. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Before we forget, Chris, I just want to pick up on something Krista kept saying. Her mum being in Switzerland. I think her mum is Claudia, Finn Kelly's mum. I think she is the sister. Ooh. Just blogging this Zurich horse. It's got to mean something. And also, what is her studio name? Kelly. Finn Kelly. Oh. Oh, that is some good sleuthing right there. You have peeled the onion. John Wong, <laughs> just it. call me John Wong. <laughs> it's good. This is it. This is, we've got we've got the right people on this to get into flashback. We said we need some backup. This is this is the backup we needed. <laughs> Mel's a uh, drug dealer. Carry on. Yeah, Mel's a drug dealer. She helped Krista. With a deal, it went wrong. She got hold, she got caught holding all the bags. She's now a fugitive. I did like because Mel's past is a little bit shaky from the like because you just kind of found out in the anniversary that oh she split up with Joe, and you kind of didn't really delve into that. So I was I was really hoping they 
they'd really go into that kind of stuff on this and go, oh yeah, it was something that happened, like tie it to something even further back and something that happened. And I don't think they quite did that. They didn't um, tell us where the drugs went. She said I got left yeah. holding the drugs. Where are they then? They're in the pig. <laughs> the pigs. <laughs> Shit, I'm not paying attention. So actually, we're going to flash back to the present for a second. So, and you can pretty much do this for all four episodes. Three's is just fucking fuming the entire time. She Therese is or Therese. <laughs> well, to rage at this point, she is fucking fuming the whole time. Oh, she had some yeah. great lines. Like, um, we're we're not. This is we're not going to make you afternoon tea, Melanie. And she was such a bitch. That was such a bitch to Melanie the whole time. <laughs> Absolutely raging. Rightly so. Oh, oh Ben, you, oh. is this because it's your Mel again? Are we going to do this oh, for no. every, oh, every episode? Oh no, you can't say that to Mel. I think Tony. I mean, they've got some reason to be angry, but Toadie and Therese overdid the anger. I think they went a little bit yeah. too far. Like Toadie did the whole, like, bug-eyed, angry thing way Who too does much. That? Yeah, 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 like... <laughs> That's... Adam, that was perfect. That was <laughs> he does that face, but he's done it a few times. I've gone, what's wrong with him? Is he on <laughs> drugs as well? <laughs> One for you, one for me, out of the pig. He's never done that with anyone else. He only ever does it with Melanie. He's, I tell you what, he's prime bully, that one. He's watching him. Yeah, I suppose this is the first, like, I think with Tony, the, the first relationship he had where he was kind of the more, he was wearing the trousers or the trackies, shall we say. Yeah. Like, I think everyone else he's been in a relationship with has kind of been the alpha and been the dominant one. Yeah. So with Mel, it's the first time that he's been the one to kind of call the shots, really. That's right. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Dee and Sonia were kind of like parenting him. And Therese mm. has been like a mother to him this whole yeah. year. Yeah. But as, as soon as Melanie appeared back on screen and started interacting with Tony again, you could see the chemistry was there with them, even though it was like Tony was really angry. But I felt like you could, it kind of showed up that Tony and Therese do not, are not a match. It's more mother and son. That mm. loving couple. Yeah. Well, there's there's a point I want to touch on towards the end with that. Uh, the kids, by the way, just explained away. Oh yeah, they're at the Varga Murphys. Just so <laughs> yeah. you know. they, kept, they kept ringing throughout. Are you, are you coming to get them? Like, no, we'll come <laughs> soon. Now, like, well, Street, you've only been here two weeks. This is what <laughs> happens. We go dump your kids on you. <laughs> yeah. The Varga Murphys. Shit going on. I know you're having a, a, a marital crisis, and you've got one son who's looking for his oh, yeah, dad. Remy's Remy is fucked off as well, right? She's fucked off to her mum's for a couple of weeks. She said that. Well, she thought she was going to do that, didn't she? But then Tony's gone. I couldn't give two flying fucks, mate. He is your kid. He's my kid. <laughs> they had they had literal anthrax scare last week, and he's packed off his kids to their house. The Limwell brothers could be outside. The Lim- were they? The black car was in the street at one point, wasn't it? And it was watching them. Like that was yeah. a thing that's. They're not booked for this week, so we'll leave it. Don't send your kids there, though. <laughs> it it made call. more sense if they said the Rodwells. Oh, this, oh yeah, they're with Wendy. Yeah. It, it made, made more sense more. if they were just, like, kicked outside. <laughs> playing bloody... <laughs> playing in the yard. <laughs> well, how long is this? So it obviously lasted four episodes, this. But it was all them sat in the living room waiting for other people to turn up. Like, how? What was this in Neighbours Land? Was this, like, an hour? Because they could have just played in the garden, the kids. Like, this all happened. Like, we're waiting for these three other characters to come now. We'll wait. We'll get to that. But, 
they just seem to be just sat around, just waiting for the next episode. They almost said at one point, oh, no, we have to stop there because that's tomorrow. <laughs> I think there was a... There and Therese lot- was us. We said this before. We, like, we were talking about Therese. I, we're not huge Therese fans, but we've, we've started to warm to her a little bit over these new new episodes because she think, I feel I like Toby's a rat. I like... I like um, the Hancocks on Neighbours. <laughs> um, and I liked that character that they, that they brought in just before the finale last year. He was like this super fan who went on a date with um, Amy um, and was like, like the guy was clearly a dick, but like, <laughs> it, like I quite liked him. I thought he had a nice, a nice uh, sort of bounce and flounce about him. while we're we're talking about it how did you two feel about that being immortalized in neighbor's land that must be amazing right it was incredible like to have a character named after us it was like to to have gone back in time and told like seven-year-old me that in 30 years time i'd be a character on Neighbours, it, it would have blown my mind. But I think watching it was exciting and then kind of afterwards you kind of sat with it and you, you kind of thought, hang on, my character was a weird super fan of a soap. With a dodgy tash. With a dodgy tash. <laughs> who was desperately single, couldn't get a woman. <laughs> I, I was like, is this, is this a compliment or are they just making fun of us? I, I <laughs> did you we have any heads up on that? Was... Yeah, we knew we'd been given the yeah. we'd been given a chance to watch this episode on this day, but we just assumed, you know, Mackenzie was going to be visiting Hend- Hendrix's grave, and there next to Hendrix's grave was our tombstone with Ben Bourne and Ben Bond on <laughs> something like that. We weren't expecting to have the piss properly ripped out of us, but it was all done with love. I was going to ask you what you think a good character as an amalgamation for me and Adam would be, but I feel like Headstones, JK and Adam, dead to the neighbours, dead to the neighbours fans would be probably apt. I'm all right with that. That that, like, that would have been enough for me, like on a, on a gravestone. But then getting an actual character is next level. That's there you go. That's neighbors super fan royalty right there. That's paying homage to the the greatest to do it. The ghosts of neighbors fandom. We could do no more. That's us done. <laughs> but he, he could we could come back at any time. Well, yeah. Did he? Did um, One Way Street, did he save One Way Street? We don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the show. Yeah, he could have got a nice American reboot. Yeah. <laughs> which American actor would have appeared in it? I know, I know which American actor I wouldn't have picked to be on the show. <laughs> I'm not going to say it because we are still hopeful she comes on. No chance. She is terrible, though, isn't she, guys? Yeah. I mean... I think she knows I mean, it, too. If you look at her um, Instagram, she has never posted once about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gee. She does want anything to do with it. it did you... Thing, done it, forget it. Did you see her, what they called the revelations, the Ramsey... Yeah, that... Revelations. Thing. Look, oh, we, we spotted that most of people doing two, a pair of people doing them, and they are having a joke, good times, oh, oh, 
sharing some funny things. She came on and went, I was on Neighbours. Uh, like, you, like the things you're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to give bad, um, what you call it, when you go for another job. So, a re- like, like a, bad reference. Bad yeah, reference. you're not allowed to give a bad so reference. You, you, but you can say, if they're shit, the code is, that person worked on that sh- on, on at this premises from this time to this time. She's basically gone, I worked on Neighbours from this date to this date. <laughs> yeah my That's favorite it. part about that was she went oh me and paul had some fun times and then you're thinking oh you're gonna get cut to like them two having a laugh and it just moves on <laughs> <laughs> it cuts to no fun times she's had no fun times yeah <laughs> i don't know what she's done to amazon to make them you know make her be in it but she's they've clearly got something on her she must have caused some damage in the early 2000s anyway. I bet they have got something on her. She, yeah, most definitely. I feel like the Krista character is based on Misha Barton. I feel like that's what they're kind of doing with that. Is they're going, oh, she, you know, she's a bit of a wild child. Yeah. Was it, wasn't her character in the OC on Drex or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. At one point. Yeah, I think they're being a bit meta about that. Yeah. Right. Do you want to talk about what she does? In, is she on a road <laughs> trip again like the Navens? Uh, <laughs> I think our green screen was better. <laughs> I think I mentioned you the other day and went, holy shit, I didn't realise you two had Amazon money. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Only the best for us. <laughs> yes, we do get treated to another Byron and Misha road trip and those wonderful green screens. And see, this was ruined for me because they... If you do, if you finish the episode and you don't press stop quick enough, they show you start showing you what's going to happen on the next episode. And they did this last week, and they showed the reveal of uh, Holly, Eden, and Krista all being together in a photo. So that whole first episode of the building to that had already been spoiled. So then they built that and go, oh, how did these three know each other? And you're like, well, we've already seen that last week. So yeah, I mean, that to be fair, kind of I didn't realize that Eden was the one that had knocked Nell over in the house. <laughs> it was only afterwards <laughs> when she said. <laughs> At the very when it when it happened, I because he had his hood up, I think, and let like the main thing about Eden is his fabulous hair. Let's be honest. If you cannot see his hair, he just looked like a dodgy guy. It was only yeah. when I saw it again, I was like, oh, it's it's Eden. You know what I've realised about Eden? He's not a good egg. <laughs> out, of, out of everything, Ooh. I've I've come to that. It's a devastating conclusion because I was sure he was a good egg because that's what he told us. He said, my name's Eden, and I'm a good egg. He's not. What so, point was it that that revelation kicked in? Um, well, we'll get to that. But at one point, I was still thinking, he might not be a good egg, but I like this guy. Because, because this is definitely going, this can only go one way, and that's threesome. And that's what I was thinking for a full episode there. And, I, and you know what? This guy might be a bit of a bastard, but fair play to him. He is shooting his shot here, and I'm okay. <laughs> shot in it. He was goodness me, but straight away as well, he was just like, like for, for Ben, right? So at one point, he was just for some reason they bring up maple maple syrup. Yeah, for no reason they say this. So they sit down at this hotel, Holly and Eden, um, and just they sit outside, and Holly goes like this, puts her hands all over the table, and goes, "Oh, there's, there's maple syrup everywhere. Why did they put that in there, Ben? What? Did, did, what?" <laughs> I think when Krista was doing her market research, she was looking for previous guests that had ordered maple syrup because Krista loved maple ah. syrup. You know, Shit, I, I totally missed that. It was very random, but yeah, it was a nod to that. 
I'm so glad you're Canadian, Ben, because I don't think anyone <laughs> else would have spotted that. <laughs> I am stereotyping with the maple syrup. I realise that. I won't be again. I've dressed in black and red. You, you, have, you have. I was going to say, but I, I don't know you well enough. But yes. <laughs> You need one of them hats with the... Yeah, this is an audio podcast, but Ben F has dressed as a lumberjack for, <laughs> <laughs> for this podcast. So yeah, Holly continues the story on. Uh, and she reveals that she was with Eden in last two, two years ago as the wedding was happening. She was in a relationship with Eden. She was going to surprise Carl and Susan, but she sees uh, Izzy Hoyland just... <sighs> I've put in my notes here, flagging it up with Shane. Uh and I don't think I can think of a better phrase than that, to be honest, because that's exactly what she's doing. We see all those scenes again where she's with Shane going, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd put an axe-throwing thing in there and I'd do this, and then she's kissing him in the car, and you get to see Holly's POV on that. She goes back She goes back to Eden, and she's like, I can't fucking believe this. I can't believe it. I'm going to confront her, and Eden's like, no, don't confront her. It's only going to get you in trouble. Let's just have a great time. Maybe we'll go see Carl and Susan at some point. He's got a lot. No, he's got something else in mind. He's getting, he's getting the drinks. The drinks are flowing, and he is. <laughs> but then it, it turns out he's not really after a threesome. And this blew my mind. I thought, what? Are you, what? Surely it's odd. But then it turns out he, he, they find out that Krista's got money or something. Krista's family's got money because mm-hmm. she is obviously the Sinclair. Does that happen yet? Almost, almost. Yeah, they don't know she's a Sinclair, but she yes. is. Okay. okay. Big multi-national yeah. business or something. Yeah, yeah. What this gets, is what Holly and Mel are kind of put together. What gets is that they're bloody meant to be skinners out, but they're staying in a you know the fancy Lasters hotel. Why aren't they down the backpackers down the road? Yeah, they're not in the youth hostel, are they? No, they're literally they're living not it up. You're in. <laughs> You know, supping on Sheila's cocktails at the water hall. (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee you those cocktails are $20 a pop as well. Oh, totally. It's not not Weatherspoons. Also, if you're hiding from the family, I mean, you know what it is in that place. You can't, you know... Walk past the post box without bumping into like you know fifty thousand people who you live next door to. How Holly thinks she can like you know just cavort about in the waterhole and no one catches her? I do not know. Well, everyone's dropping in as well. Is it like Ellie, her cousins, or there's people like she has to hide a few times? Yeah. And like I didn't like the flashback week. I might have mentioned that at the beginning. But what I do, I like stuff like Back to the Future and the ones where they end up being in the same scene that you've already seen, but it's from a different... It's recontextualized, well, yeah. I, and I, that was one thing I did like, and it was the stuff with Holly when she was like, she was just round the corner and then they see the balloon pop and you see it, but then they're just round there. So I quite like stuff like that when you see the two timelines almost like mixing. I thought that was done quite well. I quite enjoyed that. Um, and I... I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of Holly Hoyland at the start when the new chapter started. I was like, "Oh, she's just a bit of a pain. She's the lazy worker, stereotypical like that kind of character." But I actually quite like her now, and I think um, she was a she was good. She was one of one of the things who was the characters who I thought were, was good in these four episodes. Like she she carried it well when it was her day to tell the story, 
um, even though it was two minutes after the previous day of telling the story. Um, I thought she did it pretty well. So that was nice. I like Holly Hoyland. I think she's good. Yeah. yeah. Her, yeah. We approve of Holly. Lucinda's were the stars of the week. Lucinda Calvin and Lucinda Armstrong Hall were stars of the week. Did, yeah, they, you, they did carry the entire week, to be fair. Did you not think Lucy, like, Holly's story was completely pointless, though? Like, we didn't need to know, like, <laughs> the ins and outs of her, her day. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it because it is a typical kind of Gen Z, maybe. Like, so she's just like, yeah, I fucking went here and I, I went there and I just did what I wanted and I was staring at my phone and I ordered a latte and I just did what I fucking wanted. I'd, that's I, I feel like that's okay for regular run of the mill neighbours where we are just arsing about on a cool de sac. <laughs> when we've been told this is a, a show stopping week, I couldn't give a fuck if she's gone to the like having a brew and or whatever. That like I like her and I like the character, but they were doing some good funny stuff with her and ha- she was trying to get Haz last week and she was like doing a five moves to try and win this guy and there was that going on. They're going to have to ditch that now because they put her right in the middle of the most serious storyline. So I was enjoying it, and I think she did well this week. But I feel like you've cut her off, cut her a bit short, really, when she could have been doing some fun stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't I, I don't think it was necessary because well, we were talking about what we were going to talk about on this podcast, and, we, and you said, didn't you, there's lots of storylines. There wasn't. There was one, and it was Mel's a drug dealer and she's pushed this bitch in the pool. <laughs> that was the one storyline. The rest of it wasn't that important, really. I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, the thing is, this is neighbours. Next week, Holly will be back flirting with Haz, you know, and they'll, you know, <laughs> I hope so. there'll be no, you know, there'll be no, because sometimes the character arcs aren't as um, <laughs> truthful as it could be. Fair point, yeah. <laughs> you know, Susan Kennedy blobbed Finn off the, you know, off the um, cliff, and I'm pretty sure. Two weeks later, she was in the blue box again. So <laughs> <laughs> that's when you unwind after a stressful week. <laughs> Let's role play it out. <laughs> <laughs> you stand on the edge, and I'll just push you. See what? <laughs> I did. I did really like how, as you're speaking of Holly, and like, so she's decides she's going to walk to Carl and Susan. So they walk down, but it's the street just off Ramsey Street. And I will default to the, the neighbor's elders here. Uh, have we seen that before? Have we seen just off the street? Yeah, many times we've seen, yeah, around yeah. the corner. And what, what I love is the street sign always moves according to the, <laughs> the camera. Sometimes it's on that side of the street, the other side of the street. They, they can never make up their minds. But that moment, it just reminded me, um, Chloe and Ellie, we saw, got to see them. Mm-hmm. Back together. A little secret snog. The kiss snogging. You couldn't call that snogging. <laughs> oh. It was like they just wanted to touch, slightly touch lips. It was. It was like they were repulsed by each other. It was just bizarre. I couldn't so, buy into question. It. Question for for the Benz. We spoke. This came up on one of our podcasts a while ago. Um, so we're talk. It's actually the. I think the episode is called "Kiss with Your Eyes Open." So Jay Jay was trying to convince us, uh, me and this the the man who shall not be named who used to do this podcast with us, Tim. Um, uh, so he he was he didn't he said it in a matter of fact way like no, but you kiss with your eyes open, don't you? 
And, 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 and I, like, God, okay, oh, so, all right, straight away, this is... Ben has gone, straight away, just gone, no, that's not a thing. And Ben B has gone, he's a psychopath. That's what your <laughs> I said. Uh, so, like, good. So, I mean, I knew this was the, was the, the thing anyway, but guys, thoughts on oh, that? Maybe years ago, back in the way back when, Todd, when Todd Landis had his first snog with Cody Willis, or Melissa, it was one of them. I can't remember which one it is. I'll have to go back and have a look. They had this whole... She was taking the piss out of him for kissing with his eyes open. So maybe he watched that scene and learned how to snog from Todd Landers. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe sublimely came in. Yeah. There you go. That's it. There we go. We are learning so much today. This is brilliant. This is like an episode of Sesame Street as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not big <laughs> This week was brought to you by the letters Ben B and letters <laughs> Ben F. <laughs> what happened next on Neighbours? Uh, so, yeah, so Holly's like, oh, we're going to go see Pal and Susan. But then you hear the big balloon pop and the big roar. And she's like, oh, no, everyone's having fun. I don't want to be part of this. These two are weirdly kissing over here with their eyes closed. I don't want to be any part of this. So let's just let's just go back to the hotel again. Uh, and so they go back to Harold's, and this is where they meet Krista. There's maple syrup all over the table. Uh, and they all hit it off straight away. And they're like, should we go back drinking to our hotel room? I've talked about this. I've said threesome. Fucking move on. <laughs> this is longer than a fucking Mel story. I don't give a fuck. It's four episodes. Let's get to the point. What happens after they have that threesome? They don't even have the threesome. Fucking teasing bastards. Get on with it. So they decide, we love having threesomes this, together. This is, like, can we, we can't call it threesome. <laughs> this is a four-way, so get going. <laughs> They're like, we're all having a great time together. Some of us had some wine. Uh, let's all go traveling together. So the like, fuck, we need to come up with some money. So Krista's like, don't worry, I've got an idea. I know someone I can hit up for some money. So she goes to Mel uh, and hits Mel up for some money in her little shitty car that she's been in. Uh, Mel's like, no, you're not having any fucking money off me. Fuck you. I'm off out of here. Gets out of the car, but then bumps uh, right into David. And he's just like, what's up with you? And she's like, fuck me. I need you. <laughs> you're going to need to sit down because I've got a story to tell. Have you got four days? Jake was another Mel story. And David's like, yeah, I didn't think... The look on David's face is, I didn't think I was coming back for this new chapter. Um, I wasn't called to begin with, but now they need some convoluted bullshit involving Paul, so okay. Um, Does he haven't got enough other things they could have brought back to judge him with? <laughs> but she, Mel even says something like, "Like obviously we're all thinking, why would she talk to David? And she goes, me and David are now business partners and very close friends. <laughs> and they sit down and have a cocktail. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's people waiting at the cocktail um, van um, to have some cocktails. They don't have any uh, employees. It's just those two dickheads running this cocktail van. And they've decided to leave it open with the window open, the hatch, and just sit down and have a chat and a cry. Meanwhile, there's some poor dickheads wanting some uh, sex on the beach at the van. What the fuck happened to them? <laughs> Dog shit. One word. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, I'm not fussed about David. I'm not. I don't know why he got thrust into this main event story. Really, he does. He does miserable so well. So they, they probably thought. Yeah, true. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Oh, Judgy Knacker. Honestly, every, oh, that's all we got all week was just the judgy eyes giving it some. He stopped calling his dad dad and started calling him Paul. He did. Mm. Yeah, he did. That's how you know he's an idol. He's the queen of, like, you know, trying to bump off someone who hurts his family. Don't get me started. (laughs) Yeah. I do feel like Aaron is too good for David, if I'm honest. Oh, yeah. I feel like... (laughs) Like, there's no need for a DNA test. You know David is Paul's son. There's no need. (laughs) Uh, so while this is going on, Holly is like, oh, fuck, there's Mal Kennedy. Shit, that's my brother. Fuck, I need to, I, I, I don't want anybody to see me, so I need to fucking hide. So she tries to hide. <laughs> uh, bless you, she's not very good at hide and seek, is she? She was seconds. <laughs> I mean, like, like Ben said, she was delusional to think she could hang out in Aaron's room for like two weeks and not bump into someone who knows her family. She's... Especially, yeah, especially during that time when it was the fan- finale, and every dickhead from the last thirty-seven years is rocking up. Yeah. Like every, <laughs> literally everyone who's ever lived there. What were your thoughts on the? So in the, when it was the finale and the run up to that, everyone was like, "New cameo, new cameo, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant." Oh, it's so nice to see him. What were your thoughts on the cameos in Flashback Week? Because for me, it felt a bit more like. Oh, we've got some cameos in it. What well, it didn't seem as nice and natural. It felt a bit like there's Mel Mal Kennedy. He is one of the Kennedy children. His mother and father are Susan and Carl. He once went out with this person. He's my brother. It was. It felt a bit like that for me. I yeah, think in, in defence, I think <laughs> they had to do that because they're still banking on Amazon. Selling it to all over the place, so they're trying yeah. to. They're, they're trying to. I think it's more logistical than with as well. Not as bad writing as like they're making out to be. We all know yeah. that, but I guess you know, um, you know, Marge in Wisconsin. It was what was you know <laughs> forgot to switch off Little House on the Prairie and watching it for the first time needs to know what she needs to know. Can we get Marge on next week? Because I reckon that would be good fun. <laughs> yeah, so we have to suffer a little bit with the on the nose stuff, but you know, hopefully in time they'll go right. Fecker, everyone knows what yeah. you need to know now. But the biggest surprise cameo of the week was Lance. Lance came back. Yes, we completely brushed over this, and Lance, uh, uh, maybe apart from Drew Kirk, is my favourite character of all time. I fucking love Lance. Lance, he's so is, good. Lance is so good. It is. It's criminal that guy did not go on to have a comedy career because he was so fucking whoa, good. Whoa, in whoa, God. whoa, whoa, whoa. You've done it again. You've I've said I really like him. Yeah, in Neighbours, like I like his character. I'm not saying he's the next fucking Chris Rock. You have got far too carried away with Andrew Bibby there. He's called Andrew Bibby. Feel like Andrew, Bibby, Andrew yeah. Bibby. Andrew Bibby. I like Lance. You've absolutely gone ridiculous now. <laughs> Ben's, what what would you think about Lance? Let's let's I like you. I love Lance. He's he's from the nineties. He was a classic character, but this cameo has kind of un rewritten the past, hasn't it? Where's his wife, Alana? He's just ditched her. 
got Amy pregnant in like two days and decided to get married to her instead. Like it, yeah. yeah. And if you, if you go back to the finale as well, he shows up on the videos and goes, oh, I can't make it to you. Uh, can't make it to your wedding today, but uh, Amy fancy a shag anytime. Yeah. And then, but so we can't make it to the wedding, but he can make it because it's the morning after. Because we see him the morning after of the wedding because they're all sweeping all all up. Yeah, he's he turns up the night after the wedding, the night the night after. The yeah, Saturday, and they're in the pub, and he pops up like, "Yeah, surprise! I was on the video, couldn't make it, but here I am." And I got Amy. Or was he doing the video like he wasn't there when he was? Did he have a Nay Ben's background and he's like, oh, I can't make it. I'm in Canada. I'm really round the corner. I can. The street sign might have changed angle, but I'm just round the corner. Here I am. Fancy a shag. <laughs> I've got a room at last it is. Uh, Amy, bring a friend. I know you're down for a threesome. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was going to say Anne could have joined, but that's his sister. So. <laughs> <laughs> Never stopped neighbours before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all know about Lucy and Glenn. Come on. And then <laughs> Phil Martin rocks up. I mean, oh. Phil Martin. But then, so I, I, I cheered for Lance because love Lance, brilliant. The reason was a bit meh, but brilliant, it's Lance. Then Phil Martin came out. I cheered again. I was like, oh, brilliant, it's Phil Martin. But then they, they tried to give us a reason why they Amy and Lance had got together and Lance I, Lance and Amy but basically said to Phil we fancy a shag and <laughs> Phil's gone go for it yeah, and that's it. kind of what happened but that's what I got from that it was it was odd it was a good cameo but it was a bit odd he also mentioned we ranked Phil and Ruth my mum he did <laughs> <laughs> that's how we talk it's nice that they're an open family like that. Yeah, they're like, yeah, do it. Get, get Amy pregnant. <laughs> yeah, you go get some, son. <laughs> Don't worry about your wife. Forget. Do you think we're going to see... Which of the cameos do you think will stick around, will be hanging out for a bit longer? Do you think we're going to see Lance and Amy or Phil or, or any of these people again? What do you think? No. I think... I, uh, yeah, I think that's it. No, I think they just needed to, to explain why Phil Martin was there at the finale without having a word. Yeah. He was the only person that, was, that wasn't dead that didn't have a word in the finale. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon they were like, all right, we better give him something to do. Um, I think we'll see that... I think Nic Nicolette and David and Aaron, I think we'll see it updated opening titles coming up. Yeah, but I think yeah. they're the only ones yeah because uh if we if we flash back if we flash forward to the present andy shows up and likes yeah we've seen eden in hawthorne uh so we're gonna go chase him and mel's like right i need to call some people now uh, and she calls some people and it's david aaron and uh new Colette, shall we say and i'm glad they and, said that because i thought it was odie Barge who got crushed under the flamingo bar <laughs> Didn't she look like she's not said she's a spit of Britney? If I didn't know any Flint that said Nicolette, I'd have been like, Oh, Britney's back from the dead. Here's another twist. <laughs> I liked in the in the uh when neighbours returned, because they'd obviously recast Byron as well. 
Like they just put a little name tag on him just to make sure you knew what he was. I really wish they'd done the same with Nicolette as well. That, that, I ex- that's exactly what I thought. I thought just give her a little badge. Live, give her a little name badge. <laughs> Hi, my I name is Nicolette. Remember the old days when they'd be like. In today's episode, the role of Nicolette will be played by. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, when they when they uh, did they do it with Libby and Cheryl for a while. Yeah, and then didn't they like so like in one episode Libby went in the water and it was the the actress who was replacing her and the next episode it's like oh it's Libby again I've been reborn. That's the way to uh, so, yeah. do it. <laughs> so yeah, those three show up and I didn't. <sighs> I didn't see the point of these three being in the story. It was nice to see David and Aaron again, uh, but I didn't see the point of New Colette showing up. But I think what YouTube just said is that she's they're kind of in, reintroducing this character now. So yeah, she's been dragged in because she has nothing to do with this. No. Why is she, like why is she there? She is just hanging around. She is. She, she, looked, she looked pissed off to be there as well. <laughs> she looks like she looks like someone who's got the job to be in neighbours and she's gone fucking brilliant. Oh, it doesn't start for another six weeks. I'm going to go on holiday. That's what she looks like. But then they rang her up and said, we've had this idea for a flashback and we've, we think you should come in. And she's had to cancel her holiday. That's what she looks like throughout these episodes. She's like, fuck's sake. She's just looking yeah. at people she- like... And she didn't get it protected. She didn't get it at all protected or anything. She's like, I don't need the insurance. I don't start this job for six weeks. And then they've gone, what's your dress size? And she's told them, and they've gone, oh, we've got one a little bit too small. Um, (laughs) But can you just put it on? And she's gone, I guess so. And then she's put it on. And fair play, she looks a knockout. But it was a bit off-putting in this dramatic scene where you've got a dead body, someone's going to prison, someone's left someone at the altar and she's just got her boobs out. It was just a little bit, I was like, brilliant, is it needed at this moment? Maybe they just, maybe they, you know, they, they they just didn't have the budget. They spent all the budget on that pool scene and they were like, and the green screen, they were like, you'll have to have the old actresses, you know, yeah. costume. <laughs> so what we've got is what uh, is Charlotte Chimes' old dress. Uh, you'll be fine yeah. in that. You'll yeah, be... yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> You do look a little bit bouncy and flouncy in it, but we'll go with it. <laughs> so, right, so these flashy. three dickheads are going to come in on the. They're making the way home. Meanwhile, back at the house, they everyone just keeps saying, "We've got to wait for those three dickheads." They just keep saying it. Like Teresa's <laughs> pissed at this day. She's like, "Oh, come on! I've got to get. Um, I want to get my trackies on and get my my feet out here." If she can. She's almost so... going back on the blog. She's about to relapse with all the stress. <laughs> <laughs> And they keep saying, I'll tell you a bit more after these messages. Yeah. It's just <laughs> crazy. Um, and it takes a minute. Where are they coming from, these three? The country. You know? That's all we know, the country. The country. So it's taken them a long time. We get a little scene of them with the green screen, which looks awful. Um, and then <laughs> they eventually arrive. Not before they've dropped off their kids somewhere. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. The Parker they Murphy's. Are- <laughs> Never met you before. So <laughs> and then we finally get—is this the end when they finally rock up these three? Uh, no, that's—I think that's the end of episode three of this. Oh God! Where David, Aaron, and Nick Nucleat are this all is around. The longest podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, we're going to have to talk about what happened. This is the most earth-shattering thing that's ever happened." Dun dun dun. I mean, come on, Nicolette. Robbed a baby, you know, bumped bumped off Nell Mangle by being a lesbian. 
Well, just yeah. some that she worked with and, you know, ran off with his inheritance with that, with the other nurse. She's no strange. She's like, this is just, this is kid stuff, this is. <laughs> You've moved That's to Ramsey Street. Around. Yeah. Some shit's going down every other week on Ramsey Street. Then there'll be some light-hearted stuff, but then shit's going to go down again. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we, so we flash back and so it's a year later now. We, we, we skip back to a year later. So Krista has been sending Mel postcards this entire time going, oh, I'm at this point in Australia. I'm at this point. I'm coming back to you. And she's like, oh, fuck. She's going to come back at some point. Uh, and she later shows up off her tits uh, on the drugs. Uh, this is all in the David stuff. I think I've kind of gone over this. This is where David gets involved at some point. And this is where Holly finds out as well that, I mean, it's clearly obvious to anybody at this point that Krista and Eden have been shagging. She she can't she walks up on me. They've all been doing it together. There's been some threesome. I'm with Adam. There's been yeah. threesomes going on. There's been some menage a trois. But she's just pissed off that she's doing it without Holly there. Yeah, I'll let her just watch at least. Come on, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> like even if you're just there with a sandwich, like just just, just make them feel included. You know. Well, <laughs> well, to be fair to her. If I was out, you know, fruit picking while those two were back at the hotel room hostel having jiggy jigs, I'd be pissed off as well. But I can't pay yeah, for your breakfast here. So Krista breaks it like, yeah, we've been shagging behind your back. So she goes to confront Eden straight away at the hotel. And she's like, yeah, I've been the one making the money here. And you two just been on your own the whole time. And she's like, I can't believe this. I'm leaving. Did you ever love me? I can't believe this. Eden, again, Adam said fair play before about the threesome stuff. He goes, oh, come on. What about one last night? Let's yeah. have some drinks. <laughs> he is rolling that dice, just going, if you don't ask, you don't get, do you? Exactly. Always... God loves a trier. Why not? <laughs> I thought she was going to fall for it at first because his hair is fantastic. But she stood her ground and she fucked off fair play to her. Well done. And she shows up at Carl and Susan's. And they're like, oh, Holly's here. It's fantastic. She's like, I fucking ate my boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, that's who you'd want to be with. If you felt if you broke up with someone, going back and getting a hug off Susan Kennedy, make all things better. Yeah, that's, it? yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I would go to Susan Kennedy over Easy Highland 999 times out of 1,000. She's, she's the one that you Because you're down or for something <laughs> like... No, for course. That's why Holly turns up. She's hugging a, like a, a, a stepmom kind of person because she's down. Why... Why are you why are you hugging Susan Kennedy? What are you thinking? Are you thinking kiss with your eyes open? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I've seen how big that blue box is. <laughs> You've got your own box, right? <laughs> it's You're... more of a draw, but. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Eden the next day. Uh, this is the day before the vows. And he's just getting around the hotel, obviously, because Holly just left him. Mel sees him, chases him around. And this is when Paul clocks. So this is when this Paul was ridiculous. <laughs> what, what, what was going on here? So Eden is just, no, he, he almost kills Hugo. Is it Hugo? The kid. But oh, yeah, because he, yeah. Make... steps to the van. What the steps? What the, what was that? I mean, he hardly punctured the bouncy castle, did he? You know what I mean? He literally. <laughs> but, like, I just thought, get up. What is wrong with this kid? Put, like, a, a wet paper towel on it. You're fine. 
mean? And Edom's like stood at the end of the road, like, yes, that was me. Your kid now has grazes. It was stupid. And so then he shows up at the hotel with a hood up. Well done. He's hiding his luscious locks. Well played. We don't know it's you anymore. Um, Is that why you've got the hoodie on today? (laughs) And then Mel, big glamorous dress. She's got heels on. For some reason, starts running like it's like a cab, like what is it, Benny Hill sketch? And he's just like, he's up there, he's up there, he's in the lift, he's down the lift, he's going, hey, there he is, there he goes. It was just ridiculous behavior. But fair play to Paul for catching on to this because he is not a limp, he can't run after anybody. I don't know, did he did remember he had a limp this week? I can't, I don't know. Yeah, he switched legs. He had, he had in the past, he had a left limp, and in the Presently, he had a right limp. <laughs> he didn't. I'm not that observant anyway. Say, that's some some good paying attention there. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I suppose if you know if you if if that's a, if if it's got to the point where you're too busy looking at the leg to like to, the the drama's that shit that you're just watching Paul's leg. <laughs> True. So yeah, Paul notices what's going on. It's like, why the fuck are you running around this hotel? What's going on here? So Mel tells. Paul and David and Aaron and you collect what's going on at this point. And they're like, right, fucking hell, okay, no problem. You go deal with this. We kind of cut to Mel just being seeing Krista at the nighttime and the, on, on the, uh, the rooftop pool. And this is where it starts to go down. This is where, from, like, I was. This is where, is it? This is the where it started to go down, you think? No, no, no. This is, no, this is where, for me, it actually went up. Like, this is oh. where, oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm into this now. Like, I, you know. You know, you said the word frustrated before, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I didn't quite know where this was going. I'm like, okay, this is where it's going. This is the scene. This is what it's all been built into. So Krista tries one last time for some money. She's like, just a couple of grand will do. And you'll never see us again. And Mel's like, it'll never just be a couple of grand, though, will it? Takes her. You get the close cut of her ankle on the pool. She goes over, swats her head on the side of the pool. Worse than, worse than Caitlin Atkins. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And then off the side of the pool, into the pool. Mel tries to drag her out. This, I really, this was a great scene. To be fair, this was really, really good scene. Uh, this is where Lucinda, I think, killed it for me because she was so angry, and then she realized, like, instantly, she realized what she'd done, and she tried to fix it. And she's, you know, she's doing the doing the heart massage or whatever, and she's, she comes, she she realizes straight, like, she comes to all this realization so very quickly, and you see the. She used to shift through these emotions very, very quickly. Uh, yeah, and she's killed her. Uh, Has she, though? Well, well. What, what do we think at this point? Before we go into predictions and spoilers later on, what do we think? Is Krista dead at this point? Well, there was, the not, there was not a lot of blood. No. Nope. Don't start that. I thought the pool would look like a, you know, strawberry jam with the amount of <laughs> yeah. blood that should have been gushing out of it. There was nothing. There was nothing. More blood than Kate we- Nancy, though. Recently, we did our best deaths battle against Home and Away, the Coastal News lot. They D won. He was wrong. Agreed. Thank you, Ben. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. They won. Well played to them. But they they said, Sigh on that said, nobody, no crime, was a line that he said. And as we find out, when the... Or Paul, just Paul goes back. Paul. Just Paul. Yeah, just, yeah, just Paul goes back. So Paul Mel goes out there, says, fuck, this has just happened. I've killed her. Yeah. And Paul goes, right, fuck, fuck, they can't sort this. Yeah. I've got a question um, for you guys. So, um, if you were on neighbor, if you killed someone in Neighbours, who would I'd you kill go Mel- to? <laughs> Sorry, Ben, sorry. 
Sorry, go on, say it again. Sorry. You're about to Jackie Weaver, you out of your own podcasting. Man. <laughs> <laughs> who would if you? So say you. Who would you go to if you, you've not, you've bumped someone off? Who would you go to for help? I reckon it's, it's there's two ways of looking at it. One, if you've <laughs> fucked up and you need a hug, Susan Kennedy. If I need if if I've got a body or a, or I need someone who who can sort some shit out, it's Paul. You got to go, Paul Robinson, aren't you? Every time. Every time. See, I would... So th- there's an eternal question I ask myself on a day-to-day basis, to be fair. Eyes open or eyes closed? <laughs> no, it's... If I'm in a certain situation, I ask, what would Harold do? So much so that I don't... Ben, I don't, if, if you... Are you aware of this? I This happened a couple of years ago, and I don't oh, know... Oh, shit, if I'm not prepared for this today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So we did win an award, Best Neighbours Podcast. We did beat Neighbours for that, actually, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Not that we're starting any beef. Not that we're starting any beef. If if we won it, I said we, I'd get a tattoo. Yeah. Uh, okay. And we did win it. So I did get a tattoo. And I'm going to be trying... Uh, I might have to... Oh, I might arrange oh, the scene a little bit like here. I'm watching Tony and Andrew. Uh, but I do have a tattoo on the, on the small of my back that does say... What would Harold do? Wow. Oh, <laughs> that oh well. Cool. That's real. I thought that... <laughs> no, that is completely real. Wow. <laughs> to my wife's astonishment, every single time she sees it and goes, oh, fuck, I forgot you got that. <laughs> so I, do, I, I literally do ask myself that question. When I'm in a situation, what would Harold do? What do you think he'd do? What do you think he'd do in this situation then? I don't know, but I, I, I think I would go to Harold in this situation and Harold would, I'd, 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 I would follow blindly whatever Harold told me to do in that situation. I mean, he's got dementia. He'd forget 10 minutes later what you told him. Shit, yeah, but he would grass you up in the history book, wouldn't he? Yeah. That'd be exhibit A in the whole thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, this is next week on Neighbours. Harold comes back and Mel has to tell the story again so he can put it in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's though. Like, when everyone was judging and going, having, going mad at Paul, I was like... All Paul's done is helped out a bit. This I wrote this yeah. down. So I I wrote that. I said it's not Paul's fault. None of this was no. Paul's fault. He told him to not run a, run around his hotel one minute, and the next minute he's what? There's there's blood on the question for like. So my other question that I put for this episode was how the fuck did Eden get rid of this body? The body's gone. Paul comes up. Eden goes. I've got rid of that body. Don't worry. What's that? Are you Paul Robinson? Give me half a million dollars, please. I, I had no idea how we got rid of this body. So that's why I think Krista is not dead, but she is in hiding in some way. And I think she will return at some point. 100%. I think that is a given. So yeah, we'll be dis- disappointed if it doesn't at this point. I where think. does this leave us then? So we're wrapping this up. So Krista's dead, like MIA, she's dead, air quotes. Um, Eden says, give me half a million, otherwise I'll grass people, I'll grass you up for someone dying. Even though it wasn't your fault, you just happened to own the hotel. Do you, I didn't think that was a strong enough reason either. Like Paul could say, like, 300 people have already died in this hotel. I mean, it's been kind. Exactly. I killed someone in the pub. I burnt it down on the cell. Like, do your worst. Paul, Statistically, it, this is still safer to live than London, so... <laughs> <laughs> also, surely there's CCTV footage, you know what I mean? There's cams yeah. everywhere, there's cams in the bedrooms in Lassiter's. Are you telling me there's not some kind of camera on the bloody jacuzzi in the, on the rooftop? Definitely. In theory, Paul could have... He, he said, oh, I'll tell people, you know, it happened. 
Paul could have just gone, I'll tell people you did it. So you're fucked. Give me half a million dollars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Paul Robinson's going to let some, like, you know, reprobate urchin, you know, with floppy hair, blackmail him. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no way. And then all of a sudden, so where we're at, so this all comes out, we finally get to the end of this fucking story. And then now everyone's involved in it. So they all have to go and give statements. Like, they, mm-hmm. at, at the minute, they're panicking because David could go back to prison. He couldn't. He didn't do anything. Like straight away, yeah, he, 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 he doesn't know. He just knows about happened. it. You can't go in prison for someone telling you that. Like, no, I'd be in prison for all the shit you tell me, Jay, on this podcast. If that was, <laughs> you know what we did forget though. Before we get to the very end, what did you make of the? So another thing that I questioned was Paul's reasons for leaving to raise at the altar. What did you make of that? Because we saw that they were getting married, but then. He didn't. What What were your thoughts on on that, guys? It, it just felt a bit flimsy to me. Really? I I disagree. Yeah, me too. I'm with Ben F on this. What do you What do you think, Ben B? Then what you don't you don't think flimsy? You think flouncy? What do you think? Better than flat when he flounced off, didn't he? I think <laughs> Paul, like Therese, like they're meant to be Paul and Therese. They are. She's his true love, and I think that he. It was. It was a really true moment. A lot more true than than them getting back together in the finale. I feel like she said to him, look, you know, we're going to tell each other everything. And he realised that he was going to betray their love. I think it was probably the most authentic moment and truthful moment of the whole week. Yeah, exactly. I'm Ben Ben Beyond's one. Therese gives this great little speech and then you just see it on Paul's face. He's like, fuck, I can't do this now. Now she's said all this stuff, I can't go through with this. And I like I do generally think that was a true act of love from Paul. Probably the most truest thing he's ever done. There, I feel like that's good that you've made an outlandish statement again. There, you've not <laughs> just gone. Oh, that was good. That was well done from Paul. You've now made it the most honest thing he's ever done in his life. Just like that. <laughs> no, I was I was mega into this scene. Mega into this scene because yeah, not just into it. Mega into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if she if she did just let him go for her. It had all gone it, like it had gone through. If she, if he'd done his vows first, he's like, "Well, I've said this, and it's all it's all gone through." But because she went first, because of Mel, because of what they did the year before with their wedding, he's just had this realization of "Fuck, I can't do this now." Yeah, good moment. <laughs> we have split the room there, completely split the room. I like it. Well, that's part of the fun, isn't it? If we all just said the same thing, what would the point? What would the fun in that be? It wouldn't be any, would there? Exactly, exactly. And that pretty much brings us up to the present. Uh, so the police have come, are coming to, to the house now. I'm not sure quite sure who's called them. Yeah. I don't know if... Yeah, I don't know who's called them, but they're, they're on their way up. And they all get... They all kind of... Did they get arrested? Are they just... They all get taken to do their statements, don't they? Yeah. yeah. But I love how they were marched single file through the complex. <laughs> yeah. At six of them. <laughs> One interview room. That was a long evening at the police station. It <laughs> was last. But then, so they, but then, think about it. Like it took four episodes for them to tell the story. Each of them would have had to tell that story again to the police. We've now had to time jump six weeks into the future when everybody <laughs> knows the latest. And those poor kids are still round the rag. What are they called? Vaga Murphy's. Vaga Murphy's. I'm surprised. Well, Jane, Jane Nicole's going to be 18 then Monday's episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go through about three more Nicolettes at this rate. 
<laughs> so yeah, they all give their statements. My favorite statement was Paul. He just went, I'm a victim. Straight off the bat went, I'm a victim. Feel sorry for me. He's right. Uh, he's done nothing wrong. Well, he's done something, but he's he's not the, the bad guy in all of this. The way David, miserable David, is painting him, it's like, it is all because of what he did. It's like, it was your fault. I, I blame David. There you go. <laughs> so yeah they all do their statements and then this bit is weird they all kind of go for a weird debrief in the pub <laughs> which i'm pretty sure no is not police protocol no. i mean andy is a suspect copper at the best of times but this is not protocol they just kind of go ah oh, should we talk about what we said under oath in the, <laughs> the police station down at the pub it was like the morning after a big night out where they've gone, oh, I can't believe I shagged her. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know why it went like that. And then there's someone else, like, they've got it on the phone and they've recorded someone dancing on the bar and someone being <laughs> sick in a ramp I was on the phone then. I was like... <laughs> but, yeah, it was weird. It did feel like this debrief. And all the time, new Nicolette's, like, scowling at people. David's doing miserable face. Aaron's doing, I'm not even a part of this. Like they're all doing well, that. I is. <laughs> was that the end? Is that, is that how it finished? How did yeah, that was so the very end? It becomes too much for Therese at this point. She's like, I can't fucking. This is just weird. I can't deal with this. I'm storming out. I'm going to fucking rage one last time. So she storms out. She finds Paul and has a massive, massive go at Paul. It screams at him. Uh, and then oh, I've really not liked Tony since pretty much since the return, to be honest. But in this episode, because. He's kind of like, do you like when you've got like, I, I don't know, does any of you have a big brother or a, an older sibling? Yeah. You instantly feel a little bit harder when you're behind that sibling. And I feel like this is how we, <laughs> this is how yeah. Tony is like, well, fucking, Therese is in fucking rage mode right here. So I'm going to start fucking chipping in. So she has a massive go at Paul. It's like, right, honestly means nothing to you. I can't believe you kept all this from me. And then Tony's like, yeah, fuck you, Mel. <laughs> It is very much like that. Spot on. And for a second, just for a second, like this this part from Therese was really fantastic. She really lets rip into Paul. And she's like, if you'd have just told the truth, none of this wouldn't have happened. Not like not we wouldn't be here right now. And like I she's milliseconds away from saying, I wouldn't have married this cunt as well. Yes. <laughs> There's a yeah. <laughs> I was saving it till the end, man. I was saving it till the end. But she is seconds away from saying that. She is like, if, and for me as well, like, I was over the, the Paul and Therese thing. I was like, no, we don't want to see that fucking go around again. I'm all for it now. I'm absolutely all for it because she is angry at him because he's ruined their relationship. And she doesn't, she's like, I could have just been with you, not in what I'm in right now. She's practically saying, it, I developed you. I developed <laughs> I developed you. I was having a yeah. <laughs> I carried the body with my stilettos on it across hot coals. She's not judging him. She's like, well, I wanted in on the action. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really like how this has opened stuff up for the next coming weeks now is that there is the kind of the fallout from this now. And I really hope they go down that route of Arteries and Paul. Like, is there still something there? Is there something that can be salvaged? Can true love be, can it be rekindled here? What what do we what what do we think is going to happen? I'm going to open the room. Anybody who wants to shout in at this point, what do we think is going to come from this now? The fallout. Well, I first I just want to say firstly, Mel was asked at the beginning of the week, tell us why was Eden in your house and why did he push over now? 
we still don't know why <laughs> Eden was in that our was house. the only question she had to answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, she spent an hour and a half doing a fucking podcast. <laughs> um, and also, we she did not explain how Sharon knows Eden as well. So, yeah, we need to know those questions. Yeah. I think Krista is alive, one hundred percent. It's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Do we think, is Mel going to jail? Is Eden going to be caught? What do we think on, on their, their fronts? What do we think, Bambi? I think we'll get Mel in jail for a bit. There'll be a bit of, you know, drama on the block. Um, and Eden will get caught somehow. But I think he'll do some more damage and mischief. And I think that it's going to ramp up. I really think now, because it's gone a bit ploddy, 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 apart from the Vargas Murphys and the whole Who's Your Daddy story, I think it's now going to ramp up. And I think this will be the catalyst to Misha Barton departing back to wherever she is. I hope it is. I hope you're right with all that. I, I, I am hoping, I'm hopeful that we're going to get some drama with this. I hope we still get, I mentioned it earlier, like the, some of the fun bits, the lighthearted bits alongside it. I hope this is the main thing, but then I hope we still get to see just some of the easier going stuff as well. Because I don't want, I've, I've liked what's been going on with those other characters. They've been completely left for this week. I hope, I hope they are still pottering around. Yeah, I think, I think uh, MB, what you said before about it, the week being frantic, it did feel frantic. It was all very heavy. It was all serious stuff that was happening. I, I am ready for a week of a bit of lightheartedness now. I am ready for Holly to start trying to shag house again. And yeah, <laughs> I am. Just, and and Mackenzie trying to shag house. Sorry, Ben. Just remember something. It was hinted all week this Mike and Carl relationship. Weekends away, songwriting lessons writing songs together that's the big mystery mike and carl where's carl now he's on holiday somewhere he says with harold he's with he's with mike on the back of his bike oh, it could be up a mountain somewhere roll back neighbors <laughs> i like I that a lot to, i don't want to think about that <laughs> Stay tuned to see what's going to come in Neighbours in the next couple of weeks. But, Benz, what's coming from you? What's coming up on your YouTube channel very shortly? Have they got a YouTube channel? <laughs> well done, guys. Well done, you. We've never asked anyone to subscribe, have we? <laughs> you should have mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, we've got so we filmed some bits at the minute when we were over in Canada together. So actually, there's no. It's actually real screen. I mean, not that you'll be able to tell because you know a green screen is so. <laughs> so we've got yeah, we've got um, we've got some bits um, coming up. The teaser for that was brilliant, by the way. Yeah, the montage to end all montages, I'm that's so right. excited for. I'm so, I'm, yeah, that's coming soon. Just say coming soon. I know you don't like liars. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah, coming the next soon. time it gets axed and rebooted. I couldn't think yeah. of two better people to do the montage of all montages, to be fair. See, you've made the statement again. You've done a JK there. You haven't just gone, we're going to do a montage. You've now just gone, it's going to be the best of all time. I, I think, I believe you. But you have given yourself a task. Are you up to that task? Well, it's currently standing at 11 minutes long, so it's going to be long. long. You've not seen our montage yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so sorry we've kept you for an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> we can wind up on all day long about neighbours. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> Honestly, guys, oh. thank you so much for doing it. Yeah. Um, like, it, what, it's not just a joke that we like 
look up to you guys a bit and we we wanted to kind of follow on from your kind of style of doing these things and we're so so pleased because we thought you might hate us so we're so glad that you've come on and um given up your time and hopefully you had fun doing it we definitely have we've been looking forward to this since you said yeah like that's not a joke either that's that's true Uh so Thank you so no. much for doing it. Um, and hopefully we could maybe do this again or something like that. Love to. Absolutely. I, I just feel sorry. Who does the editing of this? That's me. Because you <laughs> promise this will be out on Friday. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sleeping tonight. And it's. <laughs> We are the first neighbours recap podcast out of the week. We uh we do try and make sure that happens. Well, the, like, there's no point in listening to the other ones, then, is there? Really? In fact, we go out <laughs> first. Controversial. <laughs>